I'm Sleeping Girl. And I'm Cece. And this is our Two Hip Chicks podcast. Two Hip Chicks where we get drunk and talk about <laughs> things related to trance and stuff. And just to let you guys know, um, our podcast is not safe for work, so please don't listen to it while you're in the office in a cubicle all alone <laughs> to yourself. cubicle? Oh, now I'm like imagining a scenario. Okay. Uh, yeah. Or We all were. And also we do... <laughs> We also do trance during this podcast, so please don't listen to this while you're driving or operating heavy machinery. <laughs> such a goof. Alright. So today we were going to talk about, um, actually somebody we uh, know on Tumblr, uh, Sex mm-hmm. Obsessed Lesbian, did a fun little ask question thing about safety, and I'm going to read off this post because this post is the reason that we're doing this uh, podcast. Right, So right. I'm going to read the post in its entirety now. It's called Safety Trance, or Tell Me About Your Hypnotic Safeties. The post follows. Hey there, you delightful kinky fuckers. Lately, I've been dipping a toe or two into the waters of hypnotic subjecthood, and I still find myself feeling shaky about it, even with folks I trust a lot, who are, lately, the only sorts of folks I'm getting into this with. One of the big reasons for this is that I don't have a lot of confidence in my built-in hypnotic safeties. As a top, I've told subjects a hundred times, trance can't make you do anything you don't want to do. You're always in control of what goes on in your trance and what suggestions you do or don't accept. You can pull yourself out of trance at any time. Your unconscious mind will stick up for you. Intellectually, I know all of this. As a subject, though, I don't fully believe and trust it as it applies to me. So hey, subject-like folks. I want your thoughts and experiences, not canned pre-talk, but stories about what hypnotic safeties have felt like for you, including but not limited to, how does your brain keep you safe in trance and what does it feel like? How do you first get comfortable with your hypnotic safeties and what might you recommend to folks who are struggling with it? What's your social security number? Well, probably not that last one, but you get the idea. Talk to me about your thoughts on slash experiences with this thing and about feeling comfortable with this thing. So that maybe I can start feeling more comfortable with the thing, too. Things. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> Usually it's a bit shorter when I, when I announce <laughs> Do, the like, topic. a little clip? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the whole topic title. So this is, <laughs> this is a really interesting topic because a lot of the times when people are talking about safety, they're all asking about it from the top end of things. And, like, how do you put safeties in your partner? Mm. How do you yeah. how do you um, phrase those sorts of things? And like um, she was saying, canned pre-talk. Like, what's your canned pre-talk? But that's not what we're going to be talking about. No, we are literally just talking about how do you, as a subject, get comfortable with safeties, right? And like, right. what do you do as a subject to feel safe, knowing these things um, that I think we're going to be talking about now, right? Well, and we'll also talk about our relationship right dynamic and how we use them or or not or not as, as the, the case, case may be <laughs> <laughs> so i suppose we could talk about ourselves first we don't um i don't have any um kind of of that sort of canned pre-talk we've never done that sort of thing you and i never actually yep not even in the beginning Yep. So why so, do I feel comfortable with this? Well, right. or me? Exactly. 
I don't care what your thoughts. I know, but I'm just going to say it does actually matter whether or not. But anyway, go ahead. Um, well, why don't you talk about your side first? Why do you feel comfortable that we haven't done any of those sorts of safety can things? Oh, well, it's probably going to sound worse from my end. That's okay. But I'm used to not necessarily playing (laughs) with safe words, even, um, in the BDSM scene. Yeah. Um, well, with strangers, I always use safe words. Yeah. Or, or have them designate them or whatever. Strangers sounds so weird. How about people that you're just doing a play seat with? Okay. Like play partners. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Oh, oh, okay. That's fair. (laughs) Not strangers. Well, (laughs) um, but, (laughs) but like with my partners, um, well with, okay. So with my owner, um, I, I never had a safe word. And then when you came along as my second owner or my other owner, um, we don't really have safe words either. So the whole concept of the pre, um, talk and stuff of safety and like safe words specifically, which a lot of people tie in. Well, like safe words and also just those safety precautions because we have a, um, a child in the house and stuff. So like, you know, you'll get out of trance as soon as, you know, other people walk in the room right. or anything like that. We don't do that. Right. Um, why do I feel comfortable with that? Because I know myself, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need you to tell me those things just because I know for a fact, um, like, if, like, anybody else came into the room or something, or at least my child mm-hmm. in particular came into the room, I would totally be out of it. Right. Like, you know, right. out of the trance Absolutely. or whatever. Uh, it would ruin the scene. But that, that would be right. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably have a hard time going back into it. That's real. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just know myself in that sense. So I don't necessarily need you to tell me, um, or anyone else for that matter, you know, um, that, that, what, that you have a mechanism for Right, it. that I have a mechanism. I already know I have a mechanism exactly. for it. It's called my head. Well, you and know, so that, that is exactly why I'm comfortable playing with you without safe words and without having these technical safeties right. in place. Right. Is because I do know you and I do know our relationship and we are both comfortable with this. Um, and, right. And that, that comes in a large part to what our relationship is, which is, which is owner property. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So that, that plays into it pretty heavily. This is not something that I think play partners would be as comfortable with, for example. Or necessarily should. Right. Yeah. So that's us. Right. But we've played with other people. But we have played with other people. So I think a large part of this topic is going to be us talking about those experiences and especially me from which the is subjects. very different right which is very different from our other podcasts so <clears throat> i actually want to um address something that was in the original post and um <laughs> cc's laughing because she already knows what i'm going to say as soon as i read the original post i knew what you were <laughs> going to say so the whole concept of this clear-cut a hypnotic subject cannot be made to do whatever the hypnotist tells them if they don't want to do it or something like that. Yeah. 
I don't subscribe to that concept at all. Right. Um, I, I don't believe in any way or shape or form that that's true. I think that, um, well, I used to play with someone, um, who told me that they couldn't make me do anything I didn't want to do, but they could make me want to do quite a lot of things. Right. And this was early on in my experience and that was kind of an eye opener, um, in, in those early days and stuff. Right. And I realized, well, then what's the difference? Like, you can't... No, this is bullshit. (laughs) This whole idea of, like, in, like, subject safety, they always have safeties and they always have a built-in mechanism. It's not true. I don't think it's true at all. However, this opens up a brand new world. Before you scare everybody. I... Right. I'm saying... Yeah, no. I know. No, this is actually... (laughs) This there's actually, more to it. <laughs> there's more to it. And actually, it's much more empowering than that. Right. It's not based on the fact that hypnosis doesn't work if you don't want it to. It's the fact that if you as a subject can build yourself this sense of advocacy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as a person, right? then that's what's really going to keep you safe. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not saying this very well, but... No, no, I think you're saying it fine, though. Basically, if you... If you know yourself, and you know that you'll, you know, speak up, and that you can speak up during a trance... Right. That's way more empowering. That's on you. Right. That's not your subconscious keeping you safe. That's you keeping you safe. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, and that's... Your subconscious and your conscious <laughs> keeping you safe, right. so to speak. <laughs> Which I hate both of those words. I know. You can help podcast. yourself. You can help yourself. I know. I know. Um, so then when it comes to safeties, <laughs> what does it really come down to? And so in my opinion, it comes down to a conversation with your partner. So like um, the whole, the whole idea of your unconscious mind will keep you safe and if you need to say something then you'll say something in trance for example well that's not something that needs to be a suggestion a hypnotic suggestion as much as a conversation with your play partner Mm. if you Mm -hmm. have a conversation with the person that you're playing with and this is during negotiation or whatever you want to call it the the talking before you're seen um that's so much more it, it, it's so much more important to have that conversation um, and just be on the same page with your partner right, about and there right. and that your top will understand that that you can speak out and having that mm. knowledge having the knowledge that your top is expecting you to say something if something goes wrong or if something goes right. sideways is much more empowering I think so yeah I do too. I think so. So I do I do have to bring this up. I can't help it. Um but uh when Sleeping Girl and I were first talking about this subject and I was saying that I was telling you know, saying to her whatever, well, I mean you know speaking of Sleeping Girl, you know, you know that, that I'll speak up during trance and then we both had this moment of quiet and looked at each other 
And I'm like, I've never actually spoken out during our trans, have I? <laughs> and she's like, no. And I said, I know this has happened before. And then I realized it was with somebody early on. Yeah. Um, when I went to with. one of the yeah. cons or whatever. Um, yeah, that I that I played with. And they basically just said something that I was uncomfortable with. It wasn't, you know, horrible or anything like that. It was just against one of my rules. And, um, but they said it and I just <laughs> basically said, you're going to do this. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, he's still in trance. I was absolutely still in trance. Yeah. And it was very deep trance, you know, it was Quite a very, thought. yeah, yeah. And, uh, this particular hypnotist who was very like seasoned, I suppose, you right, know, right. you know, um, brought me back out, but very, very, very like smoothly and yeah. barely not even fully out. I wouldn't even say it was fully out of uh, uh-huh. the scene or trance and basically kind of just brought me up a little bit like halfway kind of thing. Sure. And then just kind of clarified what, what was wrong with what I asked or whatever. And then I was able to say it like it was like one of my rules or something like that. And then, and then they're like, understood you know and it just went right back in and then we finished the scene and it was hot you know it was awesome so that was my pretty much my only experience with speaking out but because of that like i know right and how did i know honestly sleeping girl being my hypnotist told me from the very beginning like when we like first met you know she's like you can talk during trance, you can say things, right. you know, speak your mind or whatever. And so, and, and so what was important, these about, were things I knew. These were, these were conversations that we had while we were, I keep wanting to say while we were sober, that's not, that's, that's, is that's that really what you want to say. That is what I want to say. While we're not doing trance, these are conversations we were having just, I, I suppose one could call them pre-talk if you really wanted to. But it's our were, life, though. It's our so life. I don't know. So we were just talking about hypnosis. Pillow and talking talk. About, sure, it was pillow talk. <laughs> it was usually in the evening. Yeah. But but these, these, these kinds of things are conversations that you can have with your partners, even out of trance. And I think they're more significant. I think they're much more significant when you're having this conversation and it becomes just a part of the um, play relationship that Absolutely. You're, you're on the same page about, like, well... You know, the hypnotist is telling you, you know, some subjects can talk out during hypnosis and and stuff, or, like, everyone can, and whatever. Right. Yeah. To be honest, it wasn't... It wasn't actually news to me. And I don't know why entirely. Maybe just because... I knew because of BDSM or whatever, I could talk out. Yeah. And I don't mean, like, safe words. You know, I'll just tell the person that I'm playing with, which is why I don't play with safe words for the most part is because the person I'm playing with, I'll just be like, well, that was on a spot that was not good. Well, you know, I'll I'll give my spiel on safe words now. Um, Just real briefly, because we did a whole podcast on it once. I don't think we did, but, um, oh, safe word, a safe word is a word with a definition that does not change that is known by both partners. Exactly. That word can be anything, and that definition, more importantly, can be anything. So, like, um, a lot of people use the red, yellow, green uh, system, which red could mean stop, or red could mean 
check in with me right now, but right. that part right there where you define what those words mean is the most important part. Absolutely. Um, and then everyone's on the same page with those. But if your no always means no, and if what you're saying in the moment always means what you're saying in the moment, right. even if you're deep in a scene, then you don't necessarily need to define your safe words as pineapple or red. Banana. Banana. You that was could, in Family Guy. You could say that your safe word... <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. You could say that your safe word is no. Or that you could say that everything I say in a scene means these things. Right. And if they don't, then you negotiate justly. Right. Justly? That's not a word. I mean, it is a word. It just wasn't the word I'm looking for. Oh my god, I'm so drunk. What the justly? fuck is going on? Justly. Justice. <laughs> oh my justice. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> so, for me, when it comes to safeties, I also, as a subject, I also feel confident speaking out in trance. Um, and I also, so a lot of this actually comes down to that concept of do you feel comfortable communicating while you're in trance? Exactly. And how do you build those skills? Well, I don't have answers on how you build those skills. <laughs> Practice talking out in trance. Just no. Maybe? Um, I think to some degree, it's okay to say positive things while you're in trance as well. Um, but always kind of give the heads up to your partner. I found is very helpful when I'm negotiating with people and mm -hmm. I let them know sometimes I talk while I'm in trance. Um, and they have that heads up so that it's not unexpected for them. Right. Um, and it's really good to practice those skills of saying happy things and nice things in the moment of like, yes, and you know, right. stuff like that. Um, and that kind of builds those muscles of how to speak your mind. Do you think maybe if the trance involves a lot of like, like maybe even like if you practice the skill, right? So mm -hmm. you're like basically with your top, you're like, well, why don't we do a scene where I'm like answering? Yeah. Like literally like answering or uh -huh, talking uh -huh. or something wouldn't that help build the skill of the concept of absolutely and some people find it really hard to talk while they're in trance right at least at first <clears throat> um and um those are good exercises for a top to do f with their subject if their subject thinks that it's going to be difficult for them to talk Espe right any kind of call and response things even mantras will help build that skill Sometimes right. a lot of people will feel like when they're in trance, they don't even want to move at all. So you have to build mm -hmm. the skill of making muscle movement while you're in trance and then keeping that trance place going at the right. same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have to think about that because I actually have a hard time moving, at least with you mm -hmm. in trance. Because remember, we like even talked about how I would like slump over or something and yeah. I'd be like in a position where it's uncomfortable. Right. Um, and basically, out of trance, we had this conversation and you were like, then move. Right. <laughs> Get comfortable. Move. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, now I know. Right. And to some degree, it helps, especially for me. To just have the permission. Exactly. That's kind of what this all comes down to is permission to, um, permission for the, whatever it for is, for the subjects to know that, yeah, that th literally I hate 
saying this so much, but you're on the same page with your hypnotist about like <laughs> how you behave during trance or how you want to behave during trance. And when you have that conversation about like what you may say or what you may do or like what you aspire to be doing during the right. trance, even right. if you're just like thinking to yourself, wow, I wish I was more verbal. I wish I could communicate better. And I wish mm-hmm. that I knew innately that I could say something if you see something, sorry. Say something. sorry, but just those those conversations out of trance are the most important thing, as far right. as I'm concerned. I was just thinking that there's definitely a time where it's it's not great to be always on the same page. Yeah, in that, that was moment, one of those times. yeah, yeah, because it annoys other people. I think. <laughs> We're too we annoying you. Oh my gosh, listeners! I think sometimes we literally just look at each other and we're like, and then one of us—we don't even say them at the same time all the time. But no, like, we got it. One of us has to verbalize. Speaking it. of being on the same page, sorry, so much, so much so. All right, so I think we're gonna move into our transportion of this, and we'll see where this goes. Okay. We are going to do a thing. Okay. <laughs> are you telling me? Yeah. Okay. I'm telling everybody. Do you need me to be closer? Yeah, you should be a little closer. Okay. Okay. All right. Now just sleep deep and relax and let your eyes roll all the way back just like they are right now. And it feels wonderful. It feels so good to relax into that place just like you always do for me here in this place. And I want you to find a place that's relaxing and comfortable for you. So if you can just lift your head and find some sort of nice, easy posture for yourself right now. And I'd like you to take the time to find that posture for yourself, even as I speak to you. Even as you begin to find a place that's more relaxing for your body. And think about how wonderful that is to have found a place that's more relaxing for you as you feel that relaxation dripping down your neck into your shoulders down your spine as you let it go and let it happen as I speak with you here and as you go deeper in the count of three two one drop deep down that's right feeling yourself dripping into my words just like that. So now we're going to do something a little interesting. I like interesting things, and I think your brain likes interesting things too. So we're going to imagine you in the bedroom, in your bedroom, looking at the bed in anticipation, because you are about to go masturbate. It's going to feel really good, too. You can feel it. You've got that sort of anticipation in your body. Anticipating the moment that you were about to walk into that bed. And maybe you can take those steps now and find yourself laying down on the bed and feel that softness behind you. Relaxing down into it. And finding yourself really enjoying the weight and that slow moment right before you might have a toy with you maybe a vibrator or something 
And I want you to take that toy as you lay down, as you relax down deeply into that bed and as you drop deep sleep now. But as you take that toy and you turn it on and you press it between your legs. <laughs> That's right. How does that feel? Oh my god, it's so good. Feels really good, doesn't it? Yeah. I want you to grind on that for a little while. Here with me. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you to describe what that feels like, but the more you describe it, the better it feels. <laughs> so what, what does that feel like against your clit? Oh my god, it's so intense. Is it right against your clit? Oh god, yes. That's oh. Right. Are you grinding it's so it? intense. Yes, I'm grinding and I'm bucking and I'm pushing it in harder against it. Are you going deeper every time you say that? No. Yes. That's it's right. So deeper into the fantasy. Uh, uh, oh god. Oh. Uh, and I... Yes. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, what are you feeling right now? Oh my god, it was a head-to-toe one. Did you just come really hard? Oh my god, yes. That's good. That's wonderful. Uh, does admitting that you just had an orgasm feel even better right now? Right uh, this moment? Right uh, this second? It's a little embarrassing. That's wonderful. And I'd like you to take that vibrator off of your clit right now. And I'd like you to think of me leaning over your body and telling you to sleep deep down. Even within this trance. Even a trance within a trance. Sleeping deeper. Sleeping even deeper down. For me. Almost a moment frozen in time, your body is still reacting to that wonderful feeling, to that wonderful sensation that's flooding through you, flooding through your mind, telling you, yes, this is right. My voice in your mind while you feel this, these aftershocks, is just right. Very good. And in a moment, I'm going to take you back up. And I think we actually have a couple minutes to talk about what we just did here, so that's going to be really lovely. On the count of three. One, two, three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey. Hello. <laughs> so I this was... You did that. <laughs> so this was an example of why talking in trance and encouraging your partner to talk while they're in trance. And being on the same page, which we discussed previously that I was going to have her talking in trance. I wish I had done that on this podcast, but I uh, I didn't tell her what was going to happen. I just told her that we No, she definitely did not tell me what was going to happen. I just told her that we were going to... I was going to be uh, having her talk while she was in trance. But being on the same page with your partner about that can be really rewarding. Being on the same page? I thought it was going to be like a 
story or something i mean i suppose it was a type of story it was a type of story oh my god my clint is so sensitive right now <laughs> this is embarrassing okay go ahead all I'm right <laughs> so um that sort of relates to safety in the way that we do safety <laughs> That kind of comes back That's to, real. like, we're a little oddball when it comes to how we do safeties and stuff and how we feel comfortable with it. Um, I think, in summary, a lot of it comes down to knowing your partner and knowing what your partner knows about you and how you feel about expressing yourself while you're in trance. Cece's blushing. I'm trying to, like, be all scientific and shit about this. <laughs> and she's like... <laughs> she's blushing. She's actually blushing. I can't believe it. This is great. <laughs> I get embarrassed. We had this great conversation before you this. Talk like I don't ever get embarrassed. I'm actually blushing a little right now. Um, but we had this great conversation before this, and I was like, "What do I do for a safety trance?" Oh my god! Should I? So I can't do just like hypnotic safeties. That's boring. How do I find something entertaining to do that relates to the topic at hand? And I think we did a pretty good job. Yep. So, um, <laughs> our question for this week is absolutely, please check out this post by Sex Obsessed Lesbian, and, um, at Sex Obsessed Lesbian, thank you for <laughs> this lovely experience that you, um, have inspired in Are we us. gonna send, like, should we send a link to it? Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll absolutely link to it in this podcast, um, but... Please answer the questions that she has put forward because we only have one or two perspectives here, and we want perspectives to be shared. No, we because have three. We have. I mean, technically, we kind of have three. That's true. We have two spoken perspectives. No, we have like the the, the subject's perspective from my side, the subject's perspective for your side, and then we have the top, the uh -huh. the non-subject perspective from okay your side. we so didn't sweet. even talk about those things oh my god not on this one wow we really slacked a lot well anyways so please give your perspectives because perspectives are all about learning as a subject and learning as a hypnotist the more knowledge you absorb the better you become at doing whatever it is that you want to do in hypnosis i fully and 100 percent believe in that so thank you guys believe in thank, yourself. Thank you guys. <laughs> Have fun. Bye. Bye.